Hi, you've just downloaded or otherwise accessed a podcast of Cross Point Church and the teaching ministry presented through our weekly Sunday morning worship. Feel free to burn a copy of this file when you're finished and pass it along to a friend you think might also benefit from the teaching. We hope you enjoy the message today, and thanks again for taking the time to visit. How long it's been since you and anybody around you has experienced real satisfaction. In fact, I wonder if we'd know it if it walked up and tapped us on the shoulder. Because what we oftentimes settle for is not just less, but much less. Not just something that, that resembles satisfaction, but something that is disguised as something else that, that the enemy wants us to think is satisfaction. Um, in this series, we've been talking about contentment in the chaos. And we were in a chaotic place in our world and, and in our nation. And it's, uh, it behooves the body of Christ to find places of satisfaction and contentment. Otherwise, we have nothing to offer. We have nothing to offer anybody that's, that's in a chaotic place in, in the state that, that our world is in. So we're going to look at the scripture today in Isaiah 55 and Psalm 103, if you want to turn to Isaiah 55, we're going to see today what uh, the scripture speaks to us about satisfaction in just a few minutes. And so I want you to follow along with me in verses 1 and 2 of Isaiah 55. Come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen. Listen to me and eat what is good and your soul will delight in the richest affair. Real satisfaction begins out of a real thirst. It begins out of a real thirst. That's what he's speaking about in verse 1. Come all you who are thirsty. Come to the waters and you who have no money. Come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk. Why this continual encouragement? He mentions the word come here four times in, in, in verse one. Come, 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 come. Why? Because we can't see our need to come. We can't see the need that we have for satisfaction. My grandson Henry is two years old. And you have to tell him something again and again and again and again and again. You know why? Because he's two years old. There's things that need to digest in a two-year-old mind that haven't in, in the mind of an adult. So that's why you, you sow in values. You sow in what's right and wrong. You sow in what's truth from error. You sow, and over time, those things are absorbed, and, and you don't have to tell them again and again. But he's get, he's, he wants to get our attention here to say, come. Come. Come find real satisfaction because what you're settling for is something far less than that. Uh, we have to continue, continue to be reminded of that if we don't know. Until we recognize that our own spiritual maturity is our own responsibility, we're going to re remain thirsty and immature. Let me say that again. Until you and I know and understand that our spiritual maturity is our own responsibility, we're going to remain thirsty and immature. He wants us to see that today. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, Matthew 5 says, for they will be filled. They'll be filled those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. He talks about in this verse, come buy and eat, come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. How do we do that? How do you buy something without money? You buy it without money when you are the currency. What he's talking about here is selling yourself out 
to a God who gives you and brings you ultimate satisfaction with your own experience, your own life, your own, your own will, your own wants, your own desires, all of you as the currency. So when we find ourselves sold out to a God who ultimately satisfies, we'll understand what, how, this coming by without money, without cost, because we are the currency he's talking about there. Real satisfaction begins out of real thirst. Secondly, real satisfaction is a lesson in sustainability. It's a lesson in sustainability at verse 2 with me. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Sustainability is a big buzzword in our culture now, especially in the fields of energy and construction and industry. And that's the case because we figured out we're recognizing our ability to keep it going, recognizing our ability to, to keep this sustained over an indefinite period of time. And, and he's asking here, similarly, he's asking here, why would you settle for being full to get hungry again? He's saying, my food will not only satisfy you, it'll sustain you, meaning it'll not only feed you, it'll keep you full. My food not only feeds you, but keeps you full. It satisfies and sustains over and over and over again. Keeps filling us up. Psalm 18 says this in verse 35. You give me your shield of victory and your right hand sustains me. You stoop down to make me great. Your right hand sustains me. How? By stooping down to bring greatness into my life. That's what he says in Psalm 18:35. Sustainability is not a green thing. It's not a right or left thing. Sustainability is a God thing. He ordained it. He invented it. He wants you and I to have it and, and, and to where we're not just full, but stay full, stay, stay in a state of walking in, in his fullness. It's a God thing. Too many times we miss great things looking for the big thing. And greatness is often, in fact, most often found in the small things. We miss greatness looking for the big thing because it's often found in the small things. It's, it's found in, 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 in sowing into others. It's found in, in making investments that nobody ever sees into someone else, into their walk, into our walk. Real satisfaction is a lesson in sustainability. Thirdly, real satisfaction begins out of real thirst. It's a lesson in sustainability. But thirdly, real satisfaction hinges on knowing and living the benefits. I want you to turn to Psalm chap chapter 103, if you will, 103rd Psalm. And look with me, if you will, at verses 2 to 5. Psalm 103, 2 to 5. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. It hinges on knowing and living the benefits. Verses 2 to 4 speak to that. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits. There, there are four benefits he speaks to here, to here in, in verses 2 to 4. Um, it's it's, it's kind of like when you watch the old TV channels for the old people, like TV Land, which I watch a lot of. Most of the shows on TV Land are black and white. Andy Griffith, Perry Mason. It's, it's, anyway, you see a lot of commercials for health insurance and, and, and Medicare uh, supplements and all that. And so in, in seeing those commercials, you, you, you get the fact that it's what you're shopping for there is benefits. You're shopping for supplemental benefits to Medicare. Now, I'm not on Medicare yet. I'm inching closer and closer with each passing day, but I'm not there yet. So, 
When I get there, though, I understand, I get by, by the fact of these 50,000 commercials that I've seen, I need to check the benefits for the cost, the premiums versus what, what I get out of the premium. Now, sometimes I'm, I'm looking for co-pays, sometimes I'm looking for dental coverage, for, for vision coverage, and I even saw, uh, not, not on a TV commercial, but read an ad the other day for a discount in, in health insurance if you're on a plant-based diet. That's all my doctor's been talking to me about is a plant-based diet. You need to get on a plant-based diet. I said, well, that's good, but I like meat. <laughs> he says, well, you know, sparingly and in moderation, if you can find yourself on the bulk of your diet, a plant-based diet, you're going to have a healthier existence, healthier body, going to live longer. And, and now insurance companies are, are giving uh, rate breaks, premium breaks to folks who are on, on and how they monitor that, I don't know. I have to take your word for it, I guess. But if you're on a plant-based diet, you get better, better coverage. Um, th th this idea of, of looking for the benefits here is what he wants us to get, to, to get across in verses 2 to 4. And there are four benefits that he mentions here. He forgives, he heals, he redeems, and he crowns or anoints. He, he, he forgives even habitual sin. Even the, even the things that are, are nooses around our neck that we've been able to not been able to, to, to gain deliverance from and freedom from for years, perhaps even decades. He forgives and forgives and forgives. Now, if you're in habitual sin and you don't find God convicting you of that and drawing you back to yourself, you, you need to find him as Savior. But if, you, if God is continuing to draw, continuing to come after you, continuing to, to convict, continuing to draw, to draw you to himself, he does that because he forgives and forgives and forgives and wants us to see and know and understand and walk in that forgiveness. He heals even our deepest and darkest hurts, even the places in us that, that are deep, so deep that nobody knows about that someone has said or, or implied or hurt us deeply at some point, and we think, do I, do I have to carry that forever? And he says, no, I, I'll bring healing to that. That's what I'm designed to do is to heal you of those deepest, darkest hurts. He redeems even when we've got nothing to offer. And I'm going to tell you, comparatively speaking, none of us have anything to offer. But he redeems us, even though we have nothing to offer the kingdom and nothing to offer him but ourselves. And then finally, he crowns or anoints us. In essence, he transforms us from, from this, this earthly state into a glorified state, into a perfected state. That's his design. And it's his design that that, that occur here, even before we see him in glory. It'll ultimately be revealed there, but it's designed, he's designed to, to bring transformation to us, crowning us, anointing us, not only there, but here as we draw closer to him, as we look more like him, as we think more like him. These, these benefits, these backstops, these fences are designed to keep the enemy out and to keep the ball in play. That's what fences are designed to do around a ball field, keep the ball in play. That's what he's designed for these things to do in our life as believers is to keep the enemy at bay and keep the ball in play. Keep, keep us moving forward and keep us, keep us growing, keep us finding our satisfaction and our sustenance in him. These, these benefits are, are, are designed to keep us focused and motivated. And satisfaction comes from living a focused, motivated life. It comes from, from our understanding who we are, how God's wired us, what his plan and purpose is for us, and finding that place, walking in it. That's where satisfaction really comes from. If these four things don't motivate us, if, if forgiveness and healing and redemption and his crowning and anointing don't, don't motivate us, we need to revisit our salvation to find out if we really know him. Because if, when we do, these things are going to stir us because he's going to prod us and poke us with them. He's going to say, he's going to remind us, 
you're forgiven. You're forgiven again and again because I've redeemed that and I bring healing to that. And I want, I want to, to, to crown you with, with the presence of my glory so that you live a crowned, anointed life. Hinges on knowing and living the benefits. Finally, real, real satisfaction not only begins out of real thirst, is a lesson in sustainability. Hinges on knowing and living the benefits. But finally, real satisfaction keeps the fire burning. It keeps the fire burning. Look at verse 5 with me of Psalm 103. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles. Satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles. I wonder how long you and I have settled for mediocrity thinking that's as good as it's ever going to get. In family, in career, in home, spiritually speaking, relationally speaking, financially speaking. I wonder how often and how many times and how many years and perhaps decades we've settled for mediocrity thinking that's as good as it's ever going to get. That's as good as it's ever going to be. In fact, it's better than my mom and dad had it. So isn't that good enough? And he wants for us to find a fire continuing to burn there, uh, not settling for those things. Uh, Settling for the fact that we're looking for the next thing instead of the good thing. He speaks in verse 5 about the good thing, who satisfies your desires with good things. Not the next thing all the time, but the goodness of himself. He's saying here that if we shift our focus and adjust our standards to the good things that he's got for us, the things that matter, the eternal things, He's saying here that we'll keep renewed and a renewed and a sustained sense of energy, a sustained sense of purpose. So, my question to you today is: Are you tired? Are you worn? Are you spent? I know where you can fill back up, and not only not only fill you up today, but tomorrow, and the day after that, and the day after that. Who not only su- supplies all that you need and, and quenches your thirst, but sustains that thirst again and again and again. So if you're tired and if you're worn, if you're spent, if you're wrung out, he says in this passage where to go. I want to encourage us today to stop settling for mediocrity and start to pursue the good things, the things he has for us, the, the things that are of, of himself, eating well, sleeping well, loving well, giving well, serving well. If we need motivation to do that, Go back and revisit the benefits. He forgives, he heals, he redeems, and he crowns or anoints us with himself. And what, what incredible benefits. I don't care what the premiums are, I'll pay them for those benefits. I don't know about you. Um, as we conclude, I want you to see here that contentment and satisfaction are fruits from the same tree. We can't find one without the other. And they, they, they genuinely and continually, according to the scripture, walk together. So if that tree's not in your garden today, I want you to begin to till the soil with these, with these scriptures. Go back and revisit these scriptures and till the soil with the fact that, am I worn? Am I tired? Am I weak? And if so, why? Is it because I followed the mediocrity that this world said that's as good as it's ever supposed to be, as good as it, as it will ever get, and, and think, maybe that's true. And he says here, no, it's not. This is truth. The truth is, I will fill you and keep filling you. I will sustain you. I'll, I'll, I'll send you on your way full and, and, and cause you to remain, your, to, for your heart to remain full again and again and again. In a world that wants to squeeze you and soak you dry, I will continue to fill you up, he says here. I'm the source of that. I don't know where you are today in, in terms of satisfaction and in terms of contentment, but I'm going to tell you this. 
If you're walking in the culture that you and I find ourselves living in, apart from it, you're going to be empty. You're going to be hurt. You're going to be void of anything of value. You're going to believe what the enemy says about you, in essence, to say, this is, your influence is only going to go this far. This is as good as it's ever going to get for you. Go ahead and own that and just walk in that. I want to, to, to tell you today that there's more. That's as simple as I know how to put it. There's more. There is, there is deep and real satisfaction in walking in the place where he's designed for you to walk and knowing him intimately and walking with him intimately. There is more than you've ever experienced of him. I want to encourage you today to, to move off of mediocrity and into excellence, to, to, to move off of just the next thing to the good things, to move off of the place that says, this is as good as it's ever going to get for me and my family, into the place where he says, no, it doesn't have to be that way. I've forgiven all of that. I've healed all of that. I've redeemed all of that. And I want to anoint you with me so that as you walk in a place that's dark and getting darker, the light is seen out of that anointing. Let's pray. Father, today, would you bring the Spirit to our hearts to remind us of these truths, these truths that say there is deep and real satisfaction in finding your way for us. That way is found in the Scriptures because as, as you make them come alive to our hearts with the presence and power and communication and, and understanding that the Holy Spirit brings, we can and should walk in the reality of these truths. The reality that says we can live full in an empty place, in an empty world, and, and sustain in a place that wants to suck us dry and squeeze us dry. We can live full and stay full because of the presence and power of your spirit and the truth of your word that fills us up day after day after day. Would we hunger and thirst after those kinds of things? Would we hunger and thirst after righteousness knowing that you'll fill us, you've promised to fill us in your word? Take us to these places again and again and help us to see the benefits, the benefits that satisfy, the benefits that sustain, the benefits that give us a glimpse into your glory of what you've designed for us, the place you've designed for us to walk and be. Not just today, sitting here in a church building around believers that encourage each other, but tomorrow in a hard place, in a dark world, in a place that wants to marginalize our witness and our walk and our story. Help us to find a place of satisfaction that can only, only be found in a relationship with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to today's message from Cross Point Church helping people navigate the journey toward an authentic, biblical, and contagious walk with Christ.